Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. It's your guy Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nurse Biblecast. So, hopefully, you guys are doing pretty well so far. Um, we've been going over this devotional called simply called the Christmas Story, and the reason why, of course, you know, going through the Christmas season right now, I felt that it was more appropriate for us to go into a devotional about the story of Jesus Christ or the Nativity. So, um We'll be getting into the book of Luke, um, Luke chapter one, uh, verses 39 through 55 and Luke chapter one, verses 67 through 79. Also toward the end of it, I also kind of dive in back into the earlier part of chapters, um, of the chapter, um, and kind of feeling a missing piece there, um, not because of the devotional making that mistake, but simply because I wanted to kind of add a little bit more context to what they had given about a special person in this one. So I don't want to give it away, but um, we had a, I had a good time uh, going through this um, devotional, and uh, I just want to kind of kind of go over this with you. So. For now, just kind of sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey, so we're going to continue on to the next part of our devotion today um, about the Christmas story. So um, I remember the last time we did the um, last section, I guess, of the Christmas story. We talked about um, what the events of um, of the of of Mary uh, being visited by the by an angel. And the angel named Gabriel, which gave her the good news of which, you know, God would um, bless her to carry the child, which would have been the, you know, the son of God. Um, And at that moment or at that news, she really was excited and she had also um, considered herself blessed, which she, you know, had a right to. Um, and this is out of the book of Luke. So, um, some of you that remember, uh, we was in, uh, Luke chapter one, verse 26 through 38. Um, just a phenomenal, um, set of events that, um, had happened. So it kind of like it kicked off really quick, so to speak, um, in the middle of, you know, um, her six months, six months of pregnancy, of Elizabeth's pregnancy. So, um, we're going to go ahead and get into the next, um, part of this, uh, of the Christmas story. And we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, uh, chapter one, verse 39 through 55. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and read this and, and, uh, we're going to go ahead and see what God has for us in this one. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's baby or child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Verse 49. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. Verse 50. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered his, to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Right. So what we're looking at here is we're looking at an excited, an excited woman by the name of Mary who, you know, she couldn't wait to talk to her relative Elizabeth, who was also pregnant. And so she was carrying a child as well. And she and remember, this is one thing I want to uh, point out is that Elizabeth was was uh, she was in her old age. According to what we read in the last uh, section, she was um, the angel had, had informed Mary that, oh, by the way, you know, your relative Elizabeth, she's also with child. Basically, she also is is, is pregnant with a baby and she is old now let me just stop right here and say this this is a miracle okay <laughs> this is a miracle and that's this is one of the reasons why the angel wanted to say hey by the way do you know your relative who is a lot older than you basically she should she at this point she should should not uh, uh physically should not be having children but she's having a child which is a miracle now the reason why she's having a child at this age is because, first of all, it's, it's God and God's intended will for this to happen. There is a phenomenal thing that God is at work in so many different, different ways in this here story. How many times have you been either in a situation or you know people that's been in a situation where God is doing multiple things all at once? I mean, it seemed like he's opening doors. He seemed like he's just, you know, it's just one day a surprise and another thing is another another thing that God is doing. There's times in your life in which God will just say, okay, I need this to happen. In order for this to happen, this needs to happen here. It's just a, a, a series of events in which God decides, God decides himself, hey, this is going to be basically it's almost like setting off a bunch of uh, uh, fireworks. You know, one gets blown up and another one and another one after that. 
But this is what was going on here. So Mary was unaware until the angel had told her. First of all, being visited by an angel. Let's just let's just stop right there. Being visited by an angel is number one. It's both. It could be both uh, surprising, uh, scary. Uh, you know, take you by surprise. I mean, look, we we talk about we read the Bible and we talk about angels as if these angels are walking around no angels the angel of the lord shows up and you just you know i mean you're gonna you're gonna react you're gonna react to an angel and an angel you do not see an angel every single day there's so many miracles that is happening right now in this story. So Mary, number one, being visited by an angel, she's nervous, she's scared. I mean, all of a sudden, now the angel, of course, knows that, you know, we we don't see angels every day. So the first thing he tells her is, do not be afraid, okay? And of course, an angel telling you not to be afraid is still not going to calm you down, but the thing about this is this, is that the angel comes to tell Mary about what's getting ready to happen to her and what, what has already happened to her relative Elizabeth. OK, this is exciting. Good news. This is good news that over the fact of what's going to happen to her. Now, a few days later, Mary hurried down the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. Okay. Now it's funny in verse 39, it's mentioning the first time you've ever heard the, the mention of Zechariah. I mean, who is he, right? We're going to find that out later too. Well, first of all, let me just, let me just go ahead and tell you, Zechariah is Elizabeth's husband. All right. It doesn't say this right here, but it's just kind of notable that they decide in verse 39. OK, where Zechariah lived. They want you to know that this is the house of Zechariah. He's kind of like the head of the house. Right. So she enters the house and greeted Elizabeth. OK, now this is what this is where it gets good. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's baby or child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is something I immediately uh, I immediately uh, 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 picked up when I was reading this. It says at the sound of Mary's greeting. Now, this is this is phenomenal. OK, remember, Mary had already been with child. Okay, or already has has a child within her. She's already pregnant with the Lord, basically the Son of God. As she enters into the house just to greet Elizabeth, in other words, just as the entering of and greeted her, all of a sudden Elizabeth's baby or Elizabeth's child that was within her um, leaped leaped within her. In other words, he, he jumped. Okay, and was filled with and and it says here. Listen, listen to this. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this was phenomenal to me because in the New Testament, Jesus, after Jesus had ascended to be with the Father, that is when the Holy Spirit, uh, the day of Pentecost, came and filled the room 
with the Holy Spirit that the that the people were were there in the upper room. They they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now this was like way after Jesus Christ had been born, had already you know did his ministry, had already um, uh, was crucified on the cross, raised from the dead, and then and then uh, ascended to be with the Father. And all this happened, and all of a sudden, this is the first time we had we had known. Of the day of Pentecost, when the believers met all in the one room and the Holy Spirit came down and filled them, I just thought this was really phenomenal that this happened before that event. So that's all I'm saying. That's kind of what I picked up on. I was like, wow, that's amazing. But again, we got to remember something with God. All things are possible. There is, there, otherwise, we can look at. Wait a minute. How does she get the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit doesn't happen until after. God says that don't matter. I can do anything. I can put. I look. I can bring the Holy Spirit in before Jesus Christ comes. Right. But I just thought this was pretty amazing. So, verse 42, Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of the Lord, uh, mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, my, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Now, I want to... At this point, I want to really highlight this here um, in verse 45. Verse 45, it says, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Now, the wonderful thing about this, this verse here is this, it is really saying and embracing the fact that we have to learn to believe what God is, 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 has said. God called us, right? If, if how many times have God has said to you about something? If you didn't believe it, then what happens that you know what happens to that? Maybe it doesn't happen. There are moments and times when God might have said something to me, and I might not have believed it. But as time went, the Lord began to reveal. You know, excuse me. He began to reveal, you know, what it is that he wants. So understand this. The Bible says, or Elizabeth is saying to Mary that you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And I think this is pretty amazing because we have to remember, too, that it takes faith in order to believe what God is, is, is going to do in your life. And yes, you are blessed. Then this is when Mary uh, responds with this myriad of praises and, 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 and exaltations, basically. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took, took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Verse 51, he, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones, and he has brought down the princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. 
He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful for he he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Now, um, God is a God who never breaks his promise. If he said he's going to do something, he will do. I think that this is sandwiched in between or the, the myriad of praises and exaltations in which Mary began to say at the end of this thing, she really embraced the fact that that basically he has made promises to our ancestor, uh, to Abraham and Ch- and his children forever. Listen. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. This is what I've always heard in church, and this is what I also believe and also experience now, okay? Um, yes, you know, it starts off in verse 45, you are blessed because you believe what the Lord would say, would do what he said, okay? And and at the end of it, he says, for he, has, he made his promise or this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham, and his children forever. Listen, you can count on God to perform and do what he has always told you he's going to do. And yes, like Mary, you will be blessed if you have faith and trust in the Lord and trust in what he says and believe what he says. You will be blessed and other people will call you blessed because of the simple fact that you believed in God, you believe what God has said to you, and as a result, you begin to walk out the will of God in your life, the, the purposes in which God has in front of you, and ha- and you begin to walk in basically the blessed life in which God has called you to be. Do you imagine, listen, Following God and obeying God, you know, is you don't know what's going to happen when you obey God, when you just flat out obey him. And I know that it sounds kind of like, well, what's so hard about that? Trust me, we're humans and we're not. We 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 have other words, our our ability to do the right thing sometimes is kind of, you know, kind of up and down sometimes but when you decide to do exactly what God has called you to do you can only imagine what God will have in store for you when you do exactly what he asked you to do Hey, so welcome back. We're going to go ahead and continue on. So now we're going to jump into uh, first, um, I'm sorry, Luke uh, chapter one. And we're going to start in the 67th verse and go through the 67th through to the uh, 79th verse. And so um, remember, there's a series of events that's going on. So let me just jump right in and and we're going to get we're going to start to um, unpack this. So. It says, then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Now, this is a prophecy. Remember this. 
Verse 68, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. 69, uh, he has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of, of his servant, David, just as he promised through the holy, through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all of us who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way of for the Lord. You will tell his people how the how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break on upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and, and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Okay, this is really, really amazing. Um, there's several several things I want to point out here. Okay, first of all, you know, the father, uh, Zechariah, basically, he, he, he himself was a high priest. Um, but um, at this moment in time, you know, with all this stuff going on at the same time, Mary being excited and, you know, uh, Elizabeth, you know, calls her blessed. And then all of a sudden the baby leaps within her. There's a lot going on here. Um, the You know, Elizabeth being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden the father, you know, which is Zachariah, you know, all of a sudden he gets in the act. <laughs> <laughs> and so he begins to prophesy and he begins to um, foretell who Jesus will be. So he, in verse 69, if you notice, he says that he has sent us a mighty savior from the from the royal line of his servant, David. Now, I don't have the reference in front of me to um to 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 kind of compare that of what he said then to what was also spoken of i believe it was out of isaiah um, chapter 40 but this is a direct uh connection to a prophetic verse and 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 saying that you know jesus christ would be coming from the line the servant line of david or the royal i'm excuse me the royal line of his servant david Okay, it said just as he promised. You notice in verse 17, just as he promised through the holy prophets long ago. Now, he, that's the answer, I guess. You know, I, I don't have the actual scripture, but that is the answer. In other words, in other words, one thing about God and one thing I love about, you know, God's word is that he positioned okay, he positioned people throughout time to begin to prophetically proclaim the coming of jesus christ in other words when you go to the old testament you could read something out of psalms you could read something out of the book of isaiah you could read about a story in which these people are pointing 
to the coming Messiah or the Savior. It's going to be one who is coming that's going to save the world from its sin. And that is Jesus Christ. Now, of course, probably at that time, they, they didn't know who, who, who and when this is going to happen. But God had stirred it in their heart to announce openly among other people that this is going to happen. And Zechariah, in one sense, is no different. Zechariah, he, in other words, this this miracle is happening right in front of him and at the same time he's excited and and all of a sudden the prophecy of what has happened long ago is be, being spoken to him now and so now he begins to talk about even closer to the event of of that now he's in other words that that which he has spoken of is now right up on him and now he begins to proclaim this now the wonderful thing i love about what what zachariah was saying in the of this here he not only does he he talk about um jesus being in the ser- uh, royal line of his of his servant david just as he promised through the holy through his holy prophets long ago now in verse 71 now we will be saved and from from our enemies and from all who hate us uh 72 he has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant now i'm gonna tell you right now so Jesus, I mean, not Jesus, but God himself being merciful. These are all his characteristics. These are all characteristics of God. Now, yes, he deals with people harshly because there is no go between mediator. There is no, no, no one that is praying and, and, and making, uh, utterances and making, uh, basically, uh, interceding for people who are doing what's wrong. Jesus is not on the scene yet. Matter of fact, he is, but he's a little baby, basically, and have not been born. So these all these things are secretly exciting. And, and, and they were living in a time where they couldn't really like outwardly talk about what was going on in the was in a miracle sense. Because second of all, you know, you had King Herod, King Herod was one in which, you know, he at that time was trying to eliminate uh, uh, children, but he's also was aware of the prophecy. So you have people that not only were looking forward to the prophecy, but we also had people that was also believed the prophecy and they wanted to make sure that that didn't come to pass. So King Herod, unfortunately, was one of them who, just, who he wanted to make sure that this prophecy that was told foretold long time ago before he probably became a Herod you know did not come to pass okay by and by basically eliminating uh baby boys or children or what have you calling up a census and stuff there's a lot going into this that it doesn't mention but I want you to see how God is remembering his promises. He knows what is supposed to happen. And God, like I said, you ever been in a situation where there's multiple things going on? Sometimes it could be a lot of chaos. But because of that, God is in the midst and he's making things happen and he's making sure that everything stays on track. We don't know how he does it, but he just does. And we have to also realize that God is God and we're not. So how much more should we rely on the awesomeness of God? And God can see things the beginning before the end. He knows. Amen. So 
I just want to kind of mention that right here because again, you know, he, I love with the fact that he says, he said the covenant, he swore an oath, okay, by remembering his sacred covenant. That's what, that's what it go, let me backtrack on that. He says that, uh, uh, um, he says he has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. 73, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. Now, just the mere fact that God can make a promise anyway would, would make a promise and a covenant is just one thing, but he did, he goes further and, and, and makes and swore an oath to his ancestors. Why is this so important? Because there is so much going in to Jesus Christ becoming who he is and what what's getting ready to happen here. This is, in other words, this here, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, this is why I go back to what I said earlier that Jesus Christ is so significant and how we, you know, want to either uh, abbreviate Christmas and take Christ out of Christmas. I mean, Christ is so significant. In other words, prophetically, people were looking forward to him because of what he was going to bring. This is why the this is why the, the the songs the Christmas songs is talking about the coming King. Rejoice, goodwill to man. You know, uh, uh, other words, peace and goodwill to man. You know, between God and man, this is something that is saying this is bringing the entire world together and humanity as we know it. Amen. So listen. This here is just a, a, a bunch of joy basically going on in this house. And then as after Zechariah begins to speak about the, uh, the covenant, he says he has rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. Okay. Verse 76, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High. Now, let's stop right there. He, at this point, begins to prophesy over the child that is in Elizabeth, which is his wife, okay? He goes to her. I can only imagine she's probably standing there. She's probably still, you know, has uh, uh, John the Baptist, basically, okay? That's who this is. John the Baptist inside her stomach. And he goes to probably her standing there with, with her stomach being pregnant and begins to basically talk to John. He says, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the most high because you will prepare the way of the Lord. You will tell people how to find salvation through forgiveness and of their sins because God because of God's tender mercy and the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. Okay. And this is all according to this. Now, this is this happening obviously at night um, before, before the sunrise. Amen. The, and it says now it's in verse 79 to give light to those who sit in darkness and shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, I want to I want to give you a, an extra uh, bonus. But uh, before we do that, uh, why don't we go ahead and take a break um, and we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsor.
Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to give you one tidbit that wasn't in the uh, devotion. um, Because according to the devotion, it kind of, I'm not saying it left it out, but I really want you to to hear um, exactly what happened with Zechariah. So, you know, if you notice, you know, and I was kind of saying that, you know, kind of the way this was made up, it kind of put us in the middle um, without knowing some background. Now, we're going to go to Luke chapter one, and we're going to read verse five um, of chapter one. And we're going to learn a little bit about about the, the Jewish priest named Zechariah. So it says, uh, when Herod was was king of Judea, Judea, there was a Jewish priest named named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of of Abijah and his wife. Excuse me, Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Isn't this interesting? So Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. Verse eight. One day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order uh, was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense uh, was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. Verse 11. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Verse 12. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear and he saw him but the angel said don't be afraid Zechariah God has has heard your prayer your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John you will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord He must never touch wine or alcoholic drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man of the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now and my wife is also also well along in, in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my word will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were still waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary. 
wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally came, finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zachariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon after his afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and and went into seclusion for five months. Verse 25, how kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. <laughs> this to me was the hidden part um, in the devotion that we just read. I wanted to bring this up. Okay. I wanted to bring this up. Um, so Zachariah and Elizabeth, and this is why I wanted to, to um, as we read um, in, in uh, I believe it was uh, chapter 1, verse 67 um, of Luke. This part, um, they were talking about Zachariah, and Zachariah all of a sudden, you know, when Mary came to the house of, of Zachariah, basically, um, which, which is where Elizabeth um where Elizabeth was with child already. So I want to show you how God, um, he, he, you know, how he, he worked in, in the life of Zachariah and, and of course in Elizabeth. Now, you know, like I told you before, there was a lot going on in here in, in this, within this, these four, basically. Now there's a fourth one. Okay. So it's not mentioned, but we'll get into that in the next episode. So first of all, you have Mary and Mary, you know, of course, was visited by the angel Gabriel. Um, he basically told her that she was going to be with child, which would be the son of God or the son of the most high. Right. Or um, basically, as we know now of Jesus Christ and she believed him. And so because she believed him, you know, of course, you know, the angel called her blessed and and uh you know, the rest is history on that. And, and she, you know, went her way and accepted, uh, what the Lord had said over her life. And then she turned around and she went to Elizabeth, who was also with child at this moment. Okay. And of course, the child leaped in her stomach and her womb at the end. It was almost like both of them you know, having, carrying these children together. Jesus Christ was in one and John the Baptist in the other. Okay. So this is really what I'm, you know, that now that, you know, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this all together. So when both of them came together or at the very presence, like, like uh, Elizabeth said at the very presence of, of Mary coming in with Jesus Christ, he, the baby leaped in her womb and, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought that was phenomenal right there because of the fact that the Holy Spirit was never really mentioned until, you know, in, in, in the book of Acts, which is after the events of Jesus Christ and you had the day of Pentecost. So I thought that was pretty phenomenal. That was just something that little tidbit that I actually caught and I'd never seen this before. So um, that was pretty neat. So now Zachariah, when Zachariah comes, he comes in the middle of them. Now, 
as we remember, as we read here in Luke um, verse, I mean, chapter one of uh, verse five, remember that Zechariah, while he was serving in the temple of God, um, the angel Gabriel came to him. Now, this is going backwards, right? Real quick. As he came, as he visited Zechariah, um, uh, he, you know, because he didn't believe that, I mean, Zechariah didn't believe the angel. Basically, the angel um, Gabriel uh, or, or God, you must say God, because the angel Gabriel actually works for God. So uh, anytime you have, um, say, a messenger, uh, a messenger from the Lord, basically it is the representative of God. And therefore, you know, you know, anything that Gabriel is saying, basically, it's 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 really you must say, you know, God is saying that. OK. And so. At that moment, you know, Zechariah begins to question how in the world this could happen. You know, we're too old and things like that. So he says, OK, fine. You know, since you don't believe me, you know, you're going to be silent until basically until your wife gives birth. OK, she, you know, and here, here's the thing. We can we can kind of draw a, a, a few things from this. OK, Zechariah, number one, uh, what I do like the part is, is the fact that when he was approached by the by the angel Gabriel, um, one of the things that I, I love is the fact that he announced to, to Zechariah that um, God has heard your prayers. Now, this is found in um, uh Verse 13 of chapter one of Luke. Okay. So, but the angel, uh, said, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayers. Let me just say this real quick. And remember when I told you, um, even when, when, um, when the angel came to Mary, you know, remember we don't see angels. Okay. And, and of course, you know, every time the angels, uh, popped up or showed up, basically, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was it was scary. OK, I'm not sure exactly what these angels look like. Um, some people have said that that angels um, um, there's there's what you call archangels. And then the, and then you have um, which archangels are fighting like they're like they're fighting angels. And then these other angels are like messenger angels. But either either way, they all have wings. So if they have wings and they are, you know, so many feet tall and they and they look you know brilliant and bright so you know imagine you're at some place and an angel kind of like appears before you i mean what are you what are you gonna do you you're gonna probably be afraid you're gonna be surprised of, of course but it, it will and so this is why if you notice in the bible the every time the angel shows up and appears um in front of one of us basically um the angel has to say do not be afraid okay because we will run <laughs> at least i know i will <laughs> but anyway um yeah so yeah so he he tells them you know don't be afraid but what i like about this is that god has heard your prayers is what he says he says your prayer so he says your wife elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him john now um um, the reason why I say that, because, you know, I want you to understand that there are times in our lives that we pray for things and we we pray sometimes. And I can only imagine with Zachariah being that both of them were, were old, him and his wife were old. They had to be praying for quite a long time for a child. 
Okay. Um, um, remember, there's there's several things that you can draw inference or draw some, you know, basically you can assume some things based on this here. Okay. Because first of all, you know, you know, later on, it says that they're it, it just says in the Bible that they are old by this time because of even what Zechariah has later had said to the angel. And then second of all, second of all, you know, Elizabeth, when he when she um, uh, she was barren, in other words, barren, that means that she was unable to have a child. So it wasn't like it wasn't like two. There was two things that was against both. I mean, basically against Elizabeth. Number one, she uh, when they were younger, she was barren. She was unable to have a child. OK, unable to conceive. Um, but Zachariah, you know, he desired to have a son even when they were a lot younger, okay? So I want you to understand something though. This is evidence right here too that when we pray, sometimes our prayers seem like they may not have been answered or may not be answered, but it doesn't always mean that God uh, hasn't heard your prayer. So be encouraged by this because um, I love what the angel has said actually to Zechariah. He told him, he says, God has heard your prayer. Now, yes, it took some years. And, and you know what? A lot of us, look, even even myself, okay, after so many years, yeah, you're going to be like, well, oh, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Okay, that's, that's I mean, that's a human answer. That would have been probably my answer as well. I guess it wasn't meant to be for me to have a child. It wasn't meant for us to have a child. And, 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 you know, this is to me, I don't blame him for feeling the way he was feeling. Now, of course, when an angel, though, comes to you and stands before you and said this and that's going to happen. I've heard your prayer, things like that. Then, you know, in one sense, you kind of are looking like, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> You know, um, if an angel comes to you and is talking to you and telling you that, yeah, you're going to have a child, then you kind of have to kind of kind of look at that and say, wait a minute. I, I think I think that this this got to be something to this. But the wonderful thing is that, you know, and Zachariah, you know, in one sense, he really wasn't punished, but he de- he was dealt with in, in somewhat of a way. Um in somewhat of a way because of the fact that, you know, he didn't, he didn't believe the message of the Lord, see? And so what he had to do, he, he, you know, was silent or had to be silenced until the day of, um, until the day he was born. In other words, he was unable to speak according to the Bible. In verse 20, it says here, but now since you don't believe what I said, you will be uh, silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And and this is this is important that the angel did say this, okay? He wants not only Zachariah to know, but even us as the reader, we have to understand that th- this is what God is really saying to us even today or this morning. Basically, you know, no matter what, no matter how crazy it may seem, if God says that this and that's going to happen in your life, you can bank on it. You can trust that it will happen. I mean, yeah, it, it, it sometimes it takes a while and Sometimes, maybe one of these times, a question 
will have to be, you know, uh, what do you do when your prayers don't seem to be answered? But in this case, it took it took a long time for this prayer to be answered, to be honest with you. I really feel like um, in this case, you know, Zachariah, you know, he he really, you know, he really um, he really, you know, did did do the the things that he was he was you know supposed to do and and you know this is just something that uh, again this is an example of how god deals with us so so anyways what do you guys think about this this is this was a, a pretty awesome verse okay um uh, and then now i want to kind of also one more thing is read um, as I'm as I'm talking to you, um, the birth of Jesus is foretold. This is in um, um, let's see. No, actually, um, I was going to go ahead and read that part, but I think we've already gone over this. Um, yeah. So when we return um, on the next episode, we're going to go into. Um, the next part of the Christmas story. Okay. Um, it's phenomenal because there's so many, there's so many things that are occurring. When you read this from say Luke one and then go into, uh, Luke two, and it talks about the birth of Jesus and the shepherds and the angels. There's so much more to go over. Um, the angels in the and the angels in the story really pay play a significant role. These are it's amazing that the angels are used so frequently in the story of the coming of Jesus. Uh, I will say this: angels are considered messengers. Okay, angels are the ones that um, God sends before. Um, before something happens, okay. Before, if you notice, an angel is always sent, um, or or in the Bible, as you read, an angel always comes before something significant is going to happen, and so, um, I thought that's that this was pretty um, amazing, in my opinion, that uh, how the angels um, were were being used significantly. So, um, so what do you guys think about? this um this devotion so far it's pretty phenomenal it's pretty awesome just to kind of hear um some of the the events and things like that um i know that um that there's a lot of times where you know we're in church and stuff and we hear we hear the christmas story so i kind of wanted to kind of bring this as a as a holiday devotion as well so hopefully you're enjoying everything and um Without further ado, I guess, you know, I guess I'll be seeing you later and um, stay tuned for the next episode of Black Nurse Bible Cast.